It's Monday the 28th of June. Welcome to our Afternoon Sport Deep Dive. Tim Gilbert and I'm joined by Shane Lee. Of course, Shane, we're back in lockdown, brother. Oh, man. I've been married 15 years. My wife's going to be working from home. I'm going to be working from home. Three kids here. If I get to 16 years, it'll be a miracle. <laughs> That's uplifting, isn't it? But I tell you what, you'll be you'll be fit for the process because I've never seen as many people walking, yes. and I'm sure the Lees have been out on skateboards, scooters, and bikes all over the place. All over the weekend, mate, yeah, from Waverton right round to Luna Park. It was a massive walk. The kids liked it, but, uh, yeah, a lot of walking, a lot of tracksuit wearing, and a lot of yelling at kids. Yeah, a lot of slow cooking. All right, this week we are giving away a soccer ball, West and Sydney Wanderers sign soccer ball. So if you have your chance, follow us on Twitter or Facebook. And on Friday, we will have a winner of that Spartan soccer ball. Coming up on the show, we've got a really good one today. Former AFL champion Corey McKernan, rugby league player, of course, Queensland, state of origin women's player, Chelsea, Leonard Ducey, controversial at the end of that game. And he's happy, the head of the New South Wales rugby league, David Trodden. Well, if he's not the happiest man in Queensland today, he's got to be in the grand final. He's the Chief Executive Officer of the New South Wales Rugby League. Of course, the man that runs the Blues, David Trodden, how are you? I'm not in Queensland, Tim. They kicked me out. Oh, how? What, that's a high drama or the happiest man in Australia. Yeah, the happiest man in Australia, I'll take that. They kicked me out. But, but listen, I'm disappointed with that um, introduction of yours, Tim, mm. because <laughs> last time we spoke after we won game one up there in Queensland came up with this new word, uh, blutiful, to describe mm. the day. And I've been I've been up all night thinking, what word, what new word is Tim Gilbert going to come up with today? I've stuffed up. And- I've stuffed up. <laughs> I think I'll, 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 I'll come up with one when we flog them in game three. That'll be now, good. I'll look forward to that. Now, Trods, 26-0, Queensland, no points. We defended well. Our back five ran right, didn't they? Yeah, I think I think the real secret to this team, Shane, is the one you just described, the, the, the nil, you know, at the end of the game there, um, the, the, our attack's um, unbelievable. But at the end of the game there, um, we've got guys um, saving tries, uh, effort upon effort upon yeah. effort, when really it wouldn't have mattered that much in terms of the of the game result, whether uh, Queensland had scored or not. And it's that which defines the great teams as much as it is their um, their you know entertaining attack, and that's mm. that's the real secret of successful teams, I think. Oh yeah, and, and you could tell that they understood that Queensland was going to come hard at them in that first fourteen or fifteen minutes. And everyone who was interviewing Queenslanders last night said, "Well, like you know, Charlie Cherry Evans and others saying, well, you just switched off.' Well, I don't think they did switch off. I think New South Wales just said, "Well." here's our time to click. We're, we know they're coming at us, but we're, we're ready for it and we're going to just push the buttons. Yeah, they were good in the early stages of the game, Queensland, but, but we were good for the whole game. You know, the, the good teams do that for the whole game. They're consistent. Um, and it was just a, you know, just a commanding performance um, on, a, on a really impressive performance in game one as well. It was always going to be tougher uh, yesterday, Suncorp is an incredibly difficult place to win mm. at, and to win twenty six nil, it's um, unprecedented, really. Now, a guy who I think is probably one of the best big game players is, is Latrell Mitchell. What amazing first half! You know, three key moments. Um, the first one was a one on one strip, which led to us scoring our first try. The tackle we threw the guy at the sideline, and then the in- intercept try. He is a big game player, isn't he? He really decided the game last night. Yep. I thought Shane um, with those three moments that you talked about. You know. The 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 one on one strip gives us yep. a try. Um, then the 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 intercept uh, 
took us from, you know, what could possibly have been six all and a little bit of wind in the sails mm-hmm. of the Queenslanders to 12 mil and the game starting to move away from Queensland. You know, I thought those three moments uh, won the game for us. I agree. And without getting too soppy about it all, I, I, I really think it meant a lot, particularly to Sydney siders and many in New South Wales under restrictions at the moment because there was no other league on and for sports fans, it was a real happy ray of sunshine for those few hours. I think you're totally right, uh, Tim, because I think those sort of events can have uh, the impact of sort of reinvigorating um, a community that uh, that might that might be down a little bit because of those other issues um, at the moment. The state of origin is the one thing that unites our whole state. You know, whether people have a, a really close affiliation with rugby league or not, everybody from the Premier down uh, has an affiliation with the state of origin team and an interest in it, and they really feed off the success of the team when they're going well. So I think you're totally right. Lifted the whole state. Man, I was lucky enough to play in some, some great cricket teams, but you know when a team's really doing well and they're going to have success for a number of years. I looked at Tedesco, who, who led the team really well. You know, some great stats there, 204 metres, you know, five tackle breaks, um, you know, two try assists. Um, he just wanted to get involved. And the players like Trebojevic and, as we said, we mentioned the back five, players all wanting to to be part of it but put their hand up and and be the reason why we, why we won. I also look at a couple of other guys that don't necessarily always get a mention, like Tarek Sims. Yep. Uh, I thought was had another great game last night. Cameron Murray uh, dropped the ball early when maybe mm. he could have scored a try, but his defence was just outstanding. Yeah, and, it was. And, uh, and, and it's those guys, the, the, the workers who um, contribute some of the less flashy stuff. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's those guys that release the more prominent players to be able to do what what they do so well. And so that's when a team is really performing very, very well. When everybody does their job and um, and and nobody's sort of wanting to be the one that takes the sole credit for the win. Mm. Now, just finally, uh, how did the circumstances come that they kicked you out? Was it was it an intervention from Palaszczuk? Well, I sort of elected to uh, kick myself out in the end, Tim, okay. because when, when Sydney went into lockdown, um, the lockdown okay. rules apply in Queensland as well. So I would have been okay. stuck in my hotel room, not allowed to go out, wouldn't have been able mm. to go to the game. So didn't see much point in... Um, sitting in the hotel room watching the game when I could be in Sydney. It was interesting that one of the guys at the airport when I was checking in to go to Sydney, he said, the, the, the one of the, the baggage handlers said, what are you going to Sydney for? <laughs> and um, I said, to get out of this place. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, well, well, well done, Trods, mate. You, you work really hard there, mate, and uh, great result for the boys and Freddie and the team. And, uh, mate, we really appreciate you coming on the show. And as I appreciate coming on. And it was bloody beautiful. Thank you, Trotter. <laughs> See you soon. Up next on Afternoon Sport, two-time Premiership player with North Melbourne. They had a win on the weekend. Corey McKernan. PlaySport is calling Game On for a new way to play, a free platform to explore and be inspired to connect to thousands of sport, rec and well-being activities in your community. Just go to PlaySport.com. PlaySport, whatever moves you. Time to talk AFL and Richmond Tigers. Wow. That's all I can say, Corey McKernan. Wow. And I'm starting to wonder whether all this drama with Damien Hardwick and uh, everything that's gone on at the club is starting to take its toll. Yeah, well, we actually don't know, do we? We, uh, we're, I think in, in all sports, we all, <laughs> we're very loath to uh, write anyone off and especially 
the great Richmond team and we just mm. feel like they're always going to get it right, get it right. But I suppose the cracks cracks are there and um, geez, it's going to take a big effort from here just to, I think, get that momentum back and actually make the finals. But look, there's a long way to go. But yeah, that, that really did come from, come from left field, didn't it? Sure did, mate. Well, a team that did get their momentum back on the weekend was the Bulldogs, um, the, the West Coast game. The Bulldogs winning 98-43 to 43 and, and Bontempelli, how good was he? 29 disposals, 10 clearances and three goals. He dominated. Yeah, he really is. He's put, putting together. I was, I was actually thinking about it yesterday anyway. I think at the moment he's probably, not only is he probably a clear cut for the Brownlow medal, which I uh, mm. don't know why he'd want to win that award because uh, only the... <laughs> The, the good players don't win that one. Anyway, um, but the, I reckon the AFL MVP, he'd have to be the favourite for that amongst the players. I think he's head and shoulders uh, for his body of work this season and the games. He's not only had big games, but he's had these real dominant games and mm-hmm. been real big at big moments. And that's the way you judge the MVP yep. or your best player of the competition. Don't just put together stats and numbers, but it's also your impact of big occasions. And you know, I mean, to have... Real weird feeling, I think, for both the teams yesterday. To all of a sudden, you, you think you're playing in front of 55, 60,000 people at Optus Stadium, and then next minute, you're playing in front of no one. So, But no, full credit to the the Bulldogs to go over and travel and, and really did a number on West Coast. Yeah, we, we said a few weeks ago that um, Melbourne fans are starting to, or daring to dream, well, the red and the blue army now. Boy, oh boy. I, I thought that that win, 19-14 over 8-9, Melbourne over Essendon, and the way that Essendon tried to come back in, guys like Max Gorn just really stepping up to the plate, uh, that, was, that was a gutsy, gritty win. You know, it's interesting with Melbourne at the moment, and I'm, I'm talking to a number of Melbourne fans, it's like they're trying to work out, like obviously Ben Brown's out of the team, there's mm. a couple of players, they're trying to work out how they're going to make it better. You know what, I've got a tip for you, just leave it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like it's a, it's obviously working and, and the formula, what they're doing, and as you mentioned, they have got Petrarca and Gorn and these players that are stepping up to the plate and they're just they just got to get keep the momentum going and not even second guess themselves and just and, and just keep it going. You can see the opposition going. How the hell do I get out of my back half here? They're they're very dominant. Now, what about your shin boners, mate? Seventy two to sixty four over the Suns. Big win for North Melbourne. Yeah, look, they're they're just building. Like and as we've mentioned on the on the show, I, I, I like the direction that they're going. Um, big game this week. I know Josh Bruce uh, opened up his mouth after the last time he played North Melbourne, so I hope our boys mm. have got a target on the back of his head. So, um, but no, look, it's uh, yeah, look, they are building nicely, and it's like we said, it was to be expected. Some of these wins now, like when you actually got some better players back in the team, and it's uh, yeah, look, the signs are very promising at the moment. Yeah, and it was a good win for Carlton over Adelaide. Neither team probably going to uh, pop into the eight, but um, yeah, for for that mighty legion of blue fans, they would have enjoyed that ten point win by Carlton over Adelaide. Just on that, just on that, Tim. Just a quick one, like, and isn't it funny at the moment? Carlton have got a review that's actually going on at the moment, and mm-hmm. it's a really strange time to be able to doing that I think they maybe could have just waited and let the season evolve but yet really strange time for David Teague and the coaching staff that you're you're trying to put wins together you're trying to do your best and to do a review mid-season they didn't need to announce that to the whole world they were doing that so 
Yeah, they feel constant pressure, don't they, clubs like that, because of their enormous support base, because of some of the powerful people that follow them. I think sometimes they do second-guess themselves, and that's not just in AFL. Uh, yeah, because that, that was a decent win, wasn't it? It really was. Now, what about what about um, the A-League, just to finish with 15,000 people? Like, extraordinary when you think a few weeks ago that we've had AFL teams going down to going hubs in Melbourne. Now we've got the A-League final in Melbourne, where Melbourne was locked down. Now Sydney is, uh, you know, all locked up. Yeah, it's amazing how we're just sort of, yeah, we're putting all our fingers in the dam at the moment and trying to stop the cracks and keep all the sport going. So, but no, look, it was great to see the A-League. You know, I mean, they're, they're probably, they're, they've lost a little bit momentum over the journey, but to see 15,000 people at the, at the grand final, I think was fantastic on the weekend and, and well done to Melbourne City. What would they go up against, Timmy? What would they go up against the state of origin? That's ridiculous. Yeah, look, someone's dropped the ball there. Look, in their defence, they would say that their whole season's been messed up, which their last season was. Some of these, if you call them second-tier sports, have had to wobble around with their schedule, but surely uh, that someone would have picked up that there was State of Origin. Uh, But the timings weren't that much of an overlap. I know in this house we watched the football into the league, but um, yeah, even still, you'd probably want to find another spot. Corey, always good to chat. Let's chat again. Thanks, boys. No worries. Well, the Queensland women's team, they have won the State of Origin. It was a cracking game, and we have front rower Chelsea Lenarducci with us next. Are we seeing the emergence of a new asset class in the sports sector? How was the breakaway football super league to be financed? How much was that private equity investment into volleyball? What are investors' plans for Davis Cup tennis? I'm Reese Lenarducci, the head of advisory at Athlon Partners a global fund and corporate advisory firm specialising in the investment and acquisition of sports organisations and sports assets. I'm also host of the all-new podcast, Sportonomic. Join me as I speak to industry experts, athletes, stakeholders and other key players to uncover the curtain engine and machinations of sport. Each week, I venture beyond the mere headlines and into the depths of the issues surrounding sports business, sports law, sports economics and finance. Find us on your favourite podcast app, Sportonomic. Sponsored by Athlon Partners. Come find out about the emerging universe of sports capital at athlonpartners.com. Well, the whole family at our place, uh, we sat around the TV on Friday night and watched the women's state of origin. What a cracking game. Look, personally, I wasn't that happy with the result being a blue, but... I am married to a Queenslander, and it's a real pleasure to have Chelsea Lenarducci, front rower for the Queensland side, on the line. How are you, Chelsea? Yeah, good. Good, thank you. Now, Chelsea, great result, 8-6. Um, yeah, obviously very low-scoring game, quite scrappy, but um, pretty standard for wet weather, and it was mm. kind of a classic origin grind. So, um, yeah, win's a win, though. It was real origin football, wasn't it, Chelsea? From watching on the TV and you could tell the crowd were getting right into it, obviously the weather could have been nicer, but what was it like for you guys out there on the field, particularly in those uh, final stages with so, with nothing in it? Yeah, look, I was pretty – I was hanging on by a thread. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was very fast still, um, despite the conditions, but um, – yeah, that was pro- that was probably um, one of those moments where you're like on the field and you're like, holy hell, this is like actually state of origin. Even like the crowd was like, it was so loud. And especially once we started getting towards try lines, like it was so loud. Yeah, so the atmosphere and just the vibe on the field was just like very, very intense. 
if you ask the um, if you ask the guys and they play State of Origin, they all say uh, very similar things. That the as you said, the, the tension uh, goes through the roof, the pace goes through the roof. Did you find similar similar experience? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was probably the fastest game I think I've probably been involved in, and just like everything was just at another level. Like the contact, I think it kind of showed that um, our game is obviously progressing very quickly and becoming more and more elite. It was very tense. That's the hard thing, isn't it? As as the game progresses, uh, you guys all have to go back to work today, whereas the men don't. So it still needs to progress quite a way, doesn't it, for, for you? Because you don't train any less than they do. Uh, yeah, it's obviously really, really difficult. And I think oh, we get scrutinised a lot for not playing consistently throughout individual games or throughout our NRLW comps or even the Origin game. But it's so hard to get that level of consistent elite performance when you actually don't get given the opportunity. Like with for State of Origin, we come from our local club competition mm. straight into probably the hardest game of the year and the, the highest standard of the year. So it's a huge, huge jump for us. And we, we go back to work today or we had to take days off for camp. Like it's just added stress and pressure. But Obviously, we just have to deal with that at the moment and hopefully it, it doesn't last much longer and we can go professional. Well, Chelsea, what about that final play in the game? Of course, you got tackled near the New South Wales line. You got up to play the ball. To me, watching the game and having watched it forever, covered it forever, played it in the old, old days, uh, that looked like just a standard penalty. She picked you up by the foot. There was some accusations from New South Wales people that and others, fans, saying that, oh, did she milk it? What 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 was what was your snapshot of what happened? Yeah, um, so to be honest, I'm copying it online for this, and I, I don't know why because if you see the footage, it's pretty clear. But um, mm. so I had my both feet on the ground, plant the ball to play the ball, lift my right leg to roll it back, and obviously my left leg got lifted. So simple maths tells us that zero legs on the ground, as the as the rules of gravity would tell us as well. <laughs> I probably am yeah. going to fall over <laughs> without any leg on the ground. Um, so I know the press conference, I got accused of it by the New South Wales coaching captain, but I actually kind of give them a pass because they obviously heated in the moment and they probably wouldn't have seen the footage yet. But um, the interesting one is the commentary. It says on the screen very clearly, leg pull penalty, but then they talk about the player that was holding my upper body. And then obviously they're like, yeah, she didn't give away a penalty. And like, they're correct. She didn't. It was the other player. So yeah. Uh, it was just a bit of a misconfusion situation, but, you know, if you're not being hated online, you must be doing something wrong. You know? i tell you what, I thought you I thought you had a cracking game of football. You were, with, 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 with you know, you've got lots of stars in that team, superstars like Ali Brigginshaw, arguably the best player that we've ever seen in the women's game. But Yeah, up, I played, would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, you, you played brilliantly. Congratulations. You deserved the win. And uh, thanks for coming on Afternoon Sport. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the come down now back to work, but yeah, appreciate it. Okay. I tell you what, they'd shit themselves if you came running at them as well, those people online. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No comment on that. Good on you, Chelsea. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Follow us on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you goes out to our guest, Chelsea Lenarducci. David Trodden and Corey McKernan. And thank you to Spartan Sports. Yeah, www.spartansportshq.com. And our wonderful producer, his name is Dan McHugh. We'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.